Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories as your NOSO crew goes on down a little ratings war between WCW and WWF. We're coming off the heels of Super Brawl Revenge. 2001. Thank you. And we're on the go-go home show to No Way Out. 2001. There it is. I am your host, Joseph Lessel, alongside 2001. 2001, alongside her with the Enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack, 2001. And the chosen one, Mike Google. Yo, hey. Hey, yo. Hey, EW. We're coming off the heels of Super Brawl Revenge, as uh, it turned out to the Hat on a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat pay-per-view main event that I won. Kevin Ash is what? He gone. There it is. So let's see how they... But yet Buff is still here. And uh, let's see how um, WCW handles it. Uh, By being tone deaf as fuck. That's how they handle it. Checks out. We'll get to that in a second. So So let's start off February 19th, 2001. We're in where? Do we know? Remember? Somewhere in Tennessee, right? Huntsville, Huntsville. Alabama. At the, the Von, Von Braun Center. Civic Center. Commentary Home of the first ever TNA show. You know, Joe? Yeah. Chat you up about this Nitro. I will chat you up. Uh, commentary team is one, Tony Schiavone and Scott Hudson. We start the show off with a recap of Super Brawler Bench. Photo stills? No. God Footage. Fucking shit. Uh, then we get exclusive footage, though, of one Kevin Ash leaving the <gasps> arena. All I can think of. Was these like all these wrestlers like we have to fucking stay here for this fucking horse shit? Did you, I want to leave. Did you that rent a center uh, rent a car he had was like Sid S. They Sid at him. You're leaving. All right. You're in Sid's. You vehicle. get this goddamn Geo Metro then. Fuck I mean, you. I mean that's of all the ways you could be Sid in 2001. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a promo, but first again, there's a R.I.P. Kevin Ash on the Tron. Oh. And then we we get a dude literally died yesterday. No, we're gonna have a guy bring <laughs> a group of people bring out casket. Jesus. And you're in the south. And so this is like Joe break it down. So this is my thing. I was like, if this was WWF in Vermont, fine. This is WCW in Alabama the day after Dale Earnhardt died. I am sure they planned this segment on Thursday. I'm sure they did. Yep. You gotta fucking switch it up, dude. You have sponsored a NASCAR. This is not. What know. the fuck are you doing? They reference, they reference it in a eventually, an hour but or two. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. An hour or two, they reference it. Like, oh, oh by the way, this Del is tone deaf as shit, dude. We send our, you know, our thoughts and prayers to the family and the NASCAR nation type stuff. And I'm like, but anyways, anyways, we have fuck. We have a casket uh, carried out. The Magnificent Seven come out to bid their farewell to one Kevin Nash. Uh, they bring up that Nash is one of the originators of the NWO with Hall and Hogan. They're both gone. Na- Nash's career has ended because the Magnificent Seven is here, and there's no one that can stop them. <laughs> Goddamn, pal. Uh, Steiner <laughs> thanks Flair for breaking the rules. As their new motto is, winning is everything, it's the only thing. Even if you have to break bones or break the rules to do it. You make the rules and we will break them. Steiner brings up the other guys that he uh, has hurt as they all have... for the bush? Yeah. As they all have uh, Hall, uh, Sting, Booker, Goldberg, and Sid, their Rest in Peace logos come up as well. People are just like... Look at all the stop power that could be here. This sucks. <laughs> so I, I kind of was hoping that at this point Steiner would add Dylan <laughs> to the list. I, I mean, there's the three logo. I mean, uh, as Steiner brings up every he, member, he veered into my massive chest. And <laughs> uh, Sting, uh, Sting was the first and was sent to the hospital. Steiner, I've called the hospital, and Sting, you're not there anymore, so you're afraid to come back. Booker T, you're next. You were easy. Goldberg, Steiner wishes that you would come back to give him that one match so he can beat him again since he cowardly ran away. Sid, Sid got one of the worst injuries in the wrestling history because of Scott Steiner's power. (laughs) Nash, Nash made a mistake. He touched his freak, and no one touches his freak. You're not wrong. Steiner tells uh, Nash to keep an eye open because he's not done yet. 
So that's interesting. Where would you rate the said injury? For not including people who are like paralyzed and died, like those don't count. But like for, people, straight who, up injury? for people who came back. I think for me, one. Is it the worst it's one? It's two. It's two? Brutus Beefcake. The parasailing accident. That wasn't in wrestling. I'm talking about in like. Uh, uh, in ring. In ring. I was going to say, but in you know, like. In ring okay. accident. In ring. Sh- I'd have to think. But I mean, yeah, I'd probably be number one. I can't think off the top of my head of Buff. anything in ring. Buff's neck. Buff uh, was bad. Buff's probably two. Because, like, it's, I mean, like, he's, he was paralyzed for a while, and that's serious as fuck. Mm-hmm. But just the visceral image of that leg. Well, the wrestler like, that, well, we didn't watch it, but the wrestler in, like, a couple of years ago in current time that died in the ring because Ray Mysterio hit, like, a 619, and then. Yeah, but again, I'm not, I'm not counting death and paralyzed. Like, those don't count. Okay. Because, like, Owen would be one. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Owen would be one. Okay, so if. Just so he, alone, Ray didn't kill him. Well, you, you said know, that. Okay, Ray, Ray didn't kill him. Ray yeah. didn't kill him. He had a heart attack. <laughs> I to me I think uh, Sid's one. Hold on, no, no, Sid, I'm well. Never mind. Huh? Because you said death doesn't count. I was just saying Masawa's number one. You know, it's yeah, no, yeah. You can't count like death and peril like draws. It was like you yeah. know, those are those are a different. That's a different thing. Because yeah. nothing beats Masawa's. Uh, so the other one that came up, well, so two. Uh, they're sort of recent. Uh, was Enzo's when he concussed himself. Oh, that was pretty gnarly. That was fucking gnarly. Yeah. Turns out a great thing for everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big E. Yeah. I'd still put Sids at one. Yeah. That was brutal. Then probably Big E's. That, I mean, that was just, oh, just looking at it. Um, Jesus. Um, but the person in wrestling who lived, I would say Brutus is number one. I mean, that face was caved in. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. My <laughs> wife left me. My parents died. Kill, Kill yourself. yourself. Uh, good on him not breaking. I mean, Devin, good on good on him. Devin popped when I because I'm like, you got to turn it on and look at it. And yep. he's like, because he's like, no way. I'm yep. like, it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's fucking there, dude. Hey, oh, so good. Uh, Steiner says that there's one man left and he's going to beat him up with more pain than ever before. Steiner's not going to tell us. He's going to show us as Steiner lifts up a coffin and Canyon dressed up as DDP or positively Canyon shows up. Steiner tells Buff to destroy the cat, Jarrett to destroy Dustin Rhodes, and Canyon to hurt DDP. Um, DDP comes through the crowd. DDP says that Steiner can't do anything to him as long as he gets the Steiner at cr- uh, greed. Uh, DDP lives for it He uh, as he will face Canyon tonight. Um, Steiner, as he, uh, he gets mad, so he destroys everything in the ring. All I took from this was like... Yeah, typical, I honestly did not know what he was talking about. Typical WCW, saying. right? Every other pay-per-view, like, you'll be known the match six days out. They just won't bother building it. Of course, the DDP. <laughs> so they announce a month out what the match is. So we, you know we get a DDP build. Fuck me. I was just thinking as you were saying that, that you should be happy it's DDP. Because on the depth chart, it would probably be Hugh Morris after DDP. <laughs> Well, I mean, nobody's beating him, so, you know. At least I can watch Scott Snyder possibly paralyze Hugh Morris. Can you imagine trying to build a pay-per-view around that that aspect of that match? <laughs> is, is Hugh Morris too fat for Scott Steiner to lift? That would be the build. Is it a you fat question mark? <laughs> fat question mark. Don't, uh, you're the fat riddler. You're the you're the fiddler. <laughs> yeah, the don't fiddler. put don't put that in the world, Charlie. Uh, we go backstage with the cat with Miss Jones. As I want to see that match now. The cat thanks the fans as cat makes a. He has some breaking news. Has I feel like oh, uh, this. I feel like uh, Booble should follow. Uh, <laughs> keep names down there, Booble. As we're going to start a tag team cruiserweight tournament nope. to determine nope cruiserweight tag team champions. Well, champions only. This company only W's. It's exactly, I know where you're going. It's exactly my thought. <laughs> Would start a tournament for a new belt that concludes on like the second to last show after <laughs> you've been purchased. <laughs> I got an idea. Guess you didn't run this by Stanford. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do one of the cruiserweight tag divisions. 
Jesus Christ. Captain says that he's not worried about Buff Bagwell. It's because he's already faced him months ago, and he beat him and beat his mama. <laughs> hey, that is former WWE Tag Team Champion, champion. Bagwell. That's right. Uh, what about this, though? What about the fact that maybe you you waited until you broke up the three Cruiserweight Tag Teams you had to start a Cruiserweight Tag Division? Yeah. Well, I got an idea. I got an idea. Um, so there's that. We get a recap of Super Brawl footage of the six-man four, six four-corner match, as our first match tonight will be Shannon Moore versus Jamie Noble, who's with Evan Courageous. Okay. Noble with a springboard dropkick, Moore with a multiple head scissors takeovers, uh, Moore with a top rope head scissor takeover. I thought Frank Center. Uh, Noble goes to the outside, and Moore baseball slides into him. Moore does a, a top rope senton and lands on his ankle and looked pretty bad. Uh, Courageous tries to clothesline Moore, uh, uh, Noble in the back of the head, but Moore and uh, Noble duck, and Moore uh, drop kicks Noble into Courageous, who falls into the steps. Courageous then hits a DDT on Noble on the apron. Say what? As Courageous goes into the ring and celebrates more with Moore as they attack. Jamie Noble. So it sounds like three counts back. Swerve, bro. Wow. Two count. It's two count. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody two count. One, two. two. It's just now it's the much less exciting version of two count. Well, you know. Helms on to bigger and better. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> we got earlier today with Kidman and Conan just sitting in front of the stage as they're chit-chatting about how dumb Chavo is. I'm trying to figure out how not to work tonight. As Conan decides, hey, we should have a tag match tonight. Us two, like, what? Us two versus Chavo and Animal. That's not what That's I signed what up we for. we talked about. You said we were working, you son of a bitch. Well, I was like, no, I'm not working. You're in the match. You and Chavo are working. Yeah, you, don't, you don't worry about that. Our uh, uh, next match is Mike Awesome versus Brian Clark. The match goes for a bit until primetime comes out to attack Clark. The Storm... Comes out, and the ref then calls for the bell. Uh, it's a 301 uh, beat down until Brian Adams makes the save. They hit prime time and Mike Awesome with the high time. So Brian Clark's in there. He's a big dude, yep. right? Prime time's going to come in? That's why that, swat his ass in the ninth row. That's why when the, the fuck out of here. That's why when the storm showed up, they're like, okay, we now can call the bell. Lance T Storm. Lance T Storm. T is for thunder. No, for the. the we found that Lance out. Lance the storm. We go backstage with the cat walking with security and telling them to go get Storm. We come back from commercial and the cat's already talking to Storm. Uh, cat says, it was three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Cat Storm uh, tells uh, Storm that he's going to pay for what he's done for the past couple weeks. So Storm is going to have a match tonight against someone who he didn't think he would face again. And Hugh Morris is shown laughing on the screen. As then he says, if Team Canada gets involved, they will all be fired. First of all, we were promised that was the last match. We were told that was the stipulation. Motherfuckers. You You lied to us. You know what? Go out of business. Um, Commentary uh, brings up how they run down the rest of the card as the Magnificent Seven will say that they will be taking people out tonight. Then we get a promo for a new cruise rate coming to WCW. Kid Romeo. Cor- hey, Corey. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Chat me up. Who is Kid Romeo? Kid Romeo is a power plant guy from the uh, class of the Natural Born Thrillers. He's done plenty of Saturday night tapings over the last year and a quarter. And now he's finally, I guess, ready for a push. So, yeah, we get we get that now. Could there be a... Less inspiring person than Kid Romeo? No. No. He looks like, uh, <laughs> I hate saying this, but I don't know if I do or not. Oh. Uh, he looks like a fitter version of what Prince Iakea was. Good times, brother. Good times, brother. Um, our next match is Chavo <laughs> and Animal versus Kidman and Conan. What? Why all of a sudden is there like a Chavo animal buddy? Like, what is? Remember, they've been recruiting Chavo for the Magnificent Seven, so he's they're kind of using that loose affiliation to have Animal do his bidding for him. I think Animal's like, I think I came back. This is this is cool. It's Russell Carl Conan. 
Well, Chavo's in the ring, mm. and they cut back to the backstage. There's Conan and Admiral brawling backstage. <laughs> ah, Conan, how to get off tonight? Uh, Kidman comes out of nowhere to attack Chavo. We go back. We go to commercials. We come back. The refs are now separating all the men. Hey, you know damn well Conan got to the building that day and pitched being in a two out of three falls, false count anywhere, loser must leave WCW match. Iron Man match. With Steiner. And they still said no. You know that then, shit you did last night with Nash? Do it with me tonight. And they were, and then please. They, and then please. they continued to hit the ball and they're like, no, we're just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, just please. Do it. Uh, Conan tries to put Chavo in a standing figure four, but Animal clotheslines him. A what? A standing figure How's that four. Work? I don't know. <laughs> I, what? That's it's, what they call it. It's actually physically impossible to do that. <laughs> That's what he tried to do. That's what the commentary said. A standing figure four? Don't ask. I don't I don't I don't ask, like, don't tell. What? It's Conan. <laughs> just what? Conan uh, you, uh, I'll, I'll finish the match. You guys can think about it. Hey, you stuck with anyways. He's making up some bullshit moves. <laughs> yeah. Uh Conan jumps off the apron, but Animal catches him. And Conan, uh, Kidman then jumps off the apron, hits Conan to knock down Animal. Kidman with a short sit-down powerbomb. Conan and Animal are beginning to brawl on the outside with the ref trying to stop him. Uh, Ray runs down, hits the nutcracker. Kidman hits the Kid Crusher for the win. Kick, kick, city! <laughs> As then Animal hits a sit-down powerbomb on Kidman. While laying Whoa. down. Well, he did a what? A sit-down powerbomb. Who the fuck said he could do that? Well, uh, he is a road warrior. It, I mean, there's that. It's, it's a sit-down, though. He doesn't flip them. It's any powerbomb. Okay. It doesn't matter. So you can, don't powerbomb Kidman. On the best of when we get to, Animal the end, to the uh, Hall of Fame of powerbomb Animal Kidman. Animal and Dean Malenko. Yep. I think Hogan got one. Brother. Well, Hogan emasculated him in every way possible yeah. to enough you. So in the Hall of Fame of powerbomb and Kidman, you have Animal, Dean Malenko, and I get maybe Hulk Hogan. Fuck, you what, a, what a Hall of Fame. Kevin Ash couldn't even do it. Uh, we get Super Bra highlights of Totally Buffed versus Chronic, as our next match is Buff Bagwell versus The Cat. Mm. But, but before the match, mm. The Cat tries to be the good guy. Buff, the people love you. Come back. Cat to needs the- to be more of a commissioner and stop being in matches. What are this you doing? This nauseating. Be the good guy. The crowd still loves you, Buff. Buff be like Shane Douglas. Come over to the light side. Buff thinks about it, but then sucker punches him. Buff with a string and neck breaker. Buff. Sucker's got to know. Sucker's got to know. Buff holds Cat in the headlock, and then the Cat fights out, but Buff attacks his bad knee. Again, he no sells it in a bit. Miss Jones gets on the apron and distracts the ref. I'm trying to think he doesn't have a bad knee. Canyon, our boy, comes out, gets on the apron, hits the Cat. Uh, then uh, Buff hits the DDT in the blockbuster for the win. Miss Jones and Canyon argue. She slaps him. Well, Canyon knows what to do, and he Canyon cuts Mrs. Jones. There it is. Put the yak in her place. Uh, Miss Jones <laughs> does get she does get the stretcher job. We get super bra highlights of Rick Steiner and Dustin Rhodes. Photo stills. This brings up our next match: Lash Larue versus Rick Steiner. Oh, boy. Do we call this a match? No. no. You call it a fucking mugging. Because that's when what he it just was. started the match by punching him as hard as he could <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yep. Too fat for the cruiserweight division. Uh, Larue is going Larue's to white. pose, but Steiner just punches him in the face. Steiner destroys Larue. Steiner throws Larue into the fans. Yeah, so, so he threw him into the guardrail, and then the fans said something to Steiner, which is, stop doing that. Yeah. What are you idiots doing? And so Steiner's like, what? And he picked him up and threw him into the crowd. I think people, Scott, Scott being Scott has made people forget that you don't want to talk shit to Rick either. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Steiner then, Steiner lines LaRue's head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a real clothesline from Hell JBL. Uh, yeah. Scott Hudson asks if Steiner if does Steiner have something against Larue? <laughs> yeah, at some point Tony and Scott were like, Jesus Christ, this is not dude. a match. No, um, it's not. Steiner with a released German suplex. Larue gets up, hits Steiner, uh, but I mean gets up, but Steiner hits him with a knee. Larue gets a punch in, but then another Steiner line. Then Steiner hits not one, not two. But three uh, DVDs. And that third one, he didn't protect him. For the win. Um, 
so yeah, a mugging happened on Raw, and I know on uh, Nitro, and I know Corey, you've been looking for this match and waiting. If and if the business was anything in two thousand and one, like it was in the seventies and eighties, Steiner got a bonus for that too. By the way, uh, damn. So I we, we just mentioned it, but the beatdown was because Larue did Man- not want to management weight. wanted him to lose weight to be a cruiserweight, and he was not doing it. So if you you know you're not going to listen to us, we're going to find a way to make you listen to us. And a very old school way was to have that dude in the locker room who is. Not afraid. Not afraid. And say, look, this guy ain't listening. Make him listen. So, uh, so I have two things and then a story for you guys. Uh, so one, I, God damn it, right? I'm torn, right? Because it's wrestling. It's not ballet. Mm-hmm. And if you've been told multiple times to do something and you don't, there's punishments for that, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bit much. Like it wouldn't go over today at all. Like, like here's the thing. All. I am not saying I'm going to win a fight with Rick Steiner. I'm Ooh. not. It's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Lash the Rue. Don't be a bitch. You need to fucking swing back. I don't think he There could. is nobody on earth. I don't care who it is who's going to do that to me and not get swung at. I'm good. I don't care if I'm, I'm going to lose the fight. Fine. But you're getting swung on. I think he, he was like selling like he was in a match. I'm like, you're not at this point. You're not in a match at this point. Fucking fight him. I thought at the beginning, he knocked him so loopy with that first punch, he, there was no fighting back. It was like, okay. So, you know, <laughs> kind of a bitch move on Lash LaRue, too. Like, dude, stand up for yourself. Don't be a little bitch and fucking fight him. Because honestly, if you had, he probably would have pinned you and stopped. Yeah. But you were just going to roll over like a little bitch that you are? Whatever. However, Joseph. Yes. Do you know the name Vordell Walker? Ooh. Corey, do you know the name Vordell Walker? I do know the name. Do you know where I'm going with this? I do not. I think I do. Okay, so Joseph. Rick Steiner's been known to be stiff with people. <laughs> this this is the one I, you know, quit a week, couple weeks ago. Yeah. This continued for years after this match. I don't even know what the fuck the show is. He's in some spot indie show, right? And he he, he faces a guy named, uh, named, named Vordell Walker. And they had, they were supposed to go over the match in the locker room. And Rick Snyder, being a vet, was like, I'm not doing that. Just whatever happens out there, we're going to do. And uh, so they get in the ring. And Vordell either isn't doing something right or is it picking up what Steiner's calling or Steiner's just not trying. They weren't gelling. Mm-hmm. Right? And so Steiner gets a little stiff. And Vordell's like, Whatever, shrugs it off, keeps going. Steiner gets more stiff and s- proceeds to try and do what he just did to Lasharu to this dude. Mm-hmm. This dude is not Lasharu and Uh-oh. has had MMA training and takes Stott Steiner down and uh, Rick Steiner down and starts to choke him out. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, <laughs> stiffs him with a couple kicks, hurts him, and chokes and takes him down in a chokehold and starts to choke him out. Steiner gets out of it eventually. I think Walker probably let him up, to be honest. Probably. Um, but then Rick Steiner does it. He like, stiffs him again, right? They do this, and then like they eventually the match ends, and it's like clusterfuck, and it sucks. And then like I was like reading a thing. Anybody who was there, like this match was fucking atrocious. It just it broke down into absolute nothing. So then Walker is he's telling the story later. He's like, when I go backstage, I think we're gonna fight because like. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them professional. That's not how the business is supposed to work. And he gets back there, and Rick Steiner doesn't even acknowledge him. He's just like, yeah, it's Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't even register to him that something was off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a great Steiner story. For right Del Walker, Corey. How about that, Dave? I hadn't heard that name. Because <laughs> I was like, forever. I was looking, I was trying to look up, like, if there was a backstory to this Lash thing, and I can't find one that's reputable. It's but there uh, is a, it came up with an article was eight times that wrestlers were on professional matches, and that was the first story. It was the Rick Steiner one. <laughs> well, we go backstage with the doctors checking on LaRue, saying, hey, we need an ambulance for him. Um, we go backstage with Steiner telling Canyon to hurt DDP. Canyon tells Steiner that DDP won't make it to Thunder. As Steiner gives Canyon the brass knucks that he used against uh, Nash. Then we go to Hugh Morris is saying what uh, 
Rick Steiner dated Lash is unacceptable. Morris wants Steiner now. Uh, Storm was, wasn't going to face General Erection again, but no one said about Hugh Morris. So that's the go-around for how we're getting this match again. It's not the same person. Uh, we get Super Bowl highlights of Storm, the Storm and the Cat. As our next match, it will be Lance Storm versus Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris says he doesn't care what ego this guy has, uh, who it is, because he's already beaten him. Um, Morris with a fallaway slam and a Samoan drop. Morris goes for no laughing matter, but Storm trips him, and he gets caught up on the turnbuckle. Uh, Storm with a standing sidekick. Storm puts Morris in the maple leaf, but Morris is gates to the rope. Hugh Morris with the power slam and no laughing matter for the win on Lance Storm. Of course. What? I I don't know why you would have Hugh Morris win here. You were clearly not pushing him, but I mean, Lance Storm just lost to Artis Miller, so you're not pushing him either. So this is ridiculous. Um, speaking of ridiculous. A 2001 remix of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes music hits. If you will. That's not good. As one Dusty Rhodes comes out. Oh, wait a minute. That's not Dusty Rhodes. That's Jeff Jarrett dressed up like the American Dream. Dusty Rhodes. Ooh, food of my loin. There's a bucket of KFC. uh, (laughs) God damn, dude. In the ring. It's a stiff shot. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, Jarrett talks like the dream. Uh, he says, the dream is back on quack and funky as a monkey. <laughs> he, he wants to talk to his boy, fruit of his loins, ooh, if you will, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Because after saying, fruit of my loins, ooh, ooh if, if you, you will. <laughs> no one can take my boy on with the dream in the corner besides Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Dustin has no chance in hell against the chosen one, oh, ooh. Ooh. Dustin is outclassed, outnumbered. Ooh, the fruit of my loins. Ooh, if you will. <laughs> uh, the Dream's going to put on the exhibition and bring out some of the guys that were security or security earlier in the day. Uh, the Dream handles them all, hits them with all the bionic elbows. All of the bionic uh, elbows. <laughs> all of them. Uh, the Dream hits an elbow, uh, but <laughs> he does an elbow drop, but he can't get up. He's like a turtle. Uh, the dream puts one on the uh, one of the guys on the second turbuckle and does the shattered dreams, shattered dreams. Uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out and grabs uh, Jarrett, but Rick Steiner comes out. Rhodes hits Steiner with a bulldog, but Jarrett hit grabs the guitar and does the elkabong to one Dustin Rhodes. Through the loins. I think it would have made this better, and maybe Dusty did it at one point. I don't know. But I would have loved to have all the security in one straight line. And his elbow and the elbow is the first one, and they fly <laughs> into the rest of them. It's so strong, it dominoes everybody over. That would have been so awesome. What a great spot that would be! So oh my god, we're about to get to the <laughs> we're about to get to the main event. But WCW at this moment does the uh, tribute, the uh, moment of talk about Dylan Hurt. Now we get highlights of Super Brawl as it's DDP and. Canyon, as our main event, is DDP versus Canyon. Uh, DDP goes after Canyon, and they go to the outside. Canyon throws DDP into the crowd, as then they fight through the crowd. Back back in the ring. To uh, the left. Huh? Back to the left. Back to the left. DDP with a total roll uh, side slam. Uh, Canyon with a second rope famouser. Canyon puts DDP in the super hole. Uh, DDP fights it off and hits an enziguri for a two count. Canyon hits uh, DDP uh, with the Canyon Cutter, but he kicks out. Whenever I see Enziguri, I only think of Owen. That's yep. who I think of doing that move. Uh, Canyon grabs a chair, but the ref takes it away from him. So Canyon hits DDP with the book that's filled with a brick, but DDP kicks out. Canyon goes for the Brass Nucks, but DDP hits the Diamond Cutter for the win as Tony and Scott lose it that DDP pulled off the upset. They, title they like, challenger. Yeah, they were just losing it there. Scott Steiner comes out, but DDP leaves through the crowd. Coward. Bang! Bang town! Because he's a coward. So that is Nitro. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw, February 19th, year 2001. We're in St. Louis, Missouri. 
Missouri. Misery. Misery. What fucking arena is this? You know. Isn't this the Scott Trade who Center? Gives a fuck arena. I can tell it you would become the Scott Trade Center. Boring ass here. city, as Chris Bryant said. <laughs> Fucking St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. Oh yeah, there you go. Hey. I mean, thanks. <laughs> I also practice safe sex. <laughs> uh, we are in the <laughs> Savis <laughs> Center. Oh, Ricardo Savis Montemont. Center. <laughs> no. no. Nice beaver. <laughs> I must kill the queen. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, commentary team is JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, we get to start the show off with a recap of uh, SmackDown. <coughs> I think one of you might be on one. Uh, as it's The Rock versus Triple H, Angle, Benoit, and uh, ends with Angle and uh, Angle, Benoit, and Triple H standing over The Rock in Austin. Commentary brings up that tonight it will be The Rock and Stone Cold versus Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. I mean, again, not bad. We just have those. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And then it also will be Triple H and Stephanie taking on William Regal versus with Trish Stratus. I wouldn't hold your breath. Our first match tonight is a triple threat match as it's Undertaker versus Devon versus Christian. Uh, Christian do <laughs> right? Jesus uh, Kane doesn't come out with Taker Bubba doesn't come out with Devon but Edge comes out uh, Edge joins commentary that's the right one to have out well, because Lawler invited him right <laughs> anytime you want to come he out he says he's. by the way he goes, he goes I'm not at ringside I'm, I'm at commentary, commentary. <laughs> right? plus I think Lawler didn't you invite me that's true <laughs> that uh, patented Edge running Devon with a reverse DDT to Christian. Uh, Undertaker, when he's outside, shoves Edge, gets into it with him for a minute. Undertaker's going to chokeslam Devon, but Edge gets on the apron for Christian to low blow Taker. However, Undertaker chokeslams Devon, punches Edge off the apron, and then gives Christian a huge last ride. Edge then tries to attack Undertaker, but Undertaker chokeslams him. Uh, this was after the match because the last ride was the uh, winning move. So again, dead man goes to look tough. Well, Christian did all he could. I, you know, he's not a miracle worker. <laughs> God <laughs> <You damn>. know. <laughs> Jesus, man. Bro, roll for the paper, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, we see backstage Triple H and Stephanie waiting in the parking lot as Stephanie's pacing, waiting for Triple H, waiting for Trish to show up as Triple H is just leaning on the car like, relax, you got a match with her tonight. Triple Re- H is so good here. Relax. She relax, is losing man. her mind. He's just like... He's that look like when you're your others like oh, you Jesus Christ. He's like there's like I can't talk you out of whatever you want to do, but you need you're to out of down. your fucking mind you need right to now. Calm down. You're <laughs> losing it for no reason. Uh, Stephanie says she's going to show Trish that Trish is a, a skank and how Stephanie's the dominant woman in the WF and Triple H is like that's fine. Just relax. We have a match <laughs> later tonight. Like, We're going to fight them later. <laughs> it's fine. Calm down. <laughs> uh, we go backstage with Edge talking to Christian about it's how... It's just great that Triple H told somebody to calm down. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, Edge is talking to Christian about how they need to have a plan B. Uh, what does Force that mean? Control. We'll find out. Uh, we had a recap of Lita and Dean Malenko's history. As our next match is Lita versus Dean Malenko. Uh, Lita comes out to a new theme song. It sucks. It's going to be what her new one... Her it's, it's not that yet, though. It's... It, it is that one, but the, it's that without the lyrics. It's with the scream. It's, it's the original version before they do the yeah, with the remix. That CD with all the new metal rock bands who do. Ah, da, da, da. Yeah, it's not that part, but it is that. Um, Dean puts. So. Uh, it is. It is. So. It's the volume five version. Yep. So. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. And then the, the next year it's the. Dun, da, dun. <laughs> what she sticks with. Which I can't, I can't make I out one single Same word here. in the fucking song. Um, uh, it's Dean, a tune official, actually. Dean, yeah. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. I'll take your word for it because yeah. I got no fucking clue. There it is, pal. Uh, Dean puts Lita in the trio. Whoa, and kicks her in the gut multiple times. Uh, Dean attempts to pin Lita, uh, but huh? Nothing. Uh, uh, Dean <laughs> tries to pin Lita, but then decides to put her foot on the ro- on the ropes. Uh, Dean low blows Lita and tries to roll her up <laughs> for, low for, for a two count. Malenko, lost it. Malenko puts Lita on the top uh, on top of him for a pinfall, but Malenko closely kicks out. <laughs> Malenko picks up Lita and rams uh, his feet into the ref. 
Uh, rough bump there. Uh, Dean brings in a chair and is going to use it, but Matt comes to the crowd and attacks Dean with the chair. Lita crawls over um, uh, to Dean and for the win. Goodness. My goodness. Uh, Lita, uh, Matt and Lita celebrate, but then Matt kisses her. And then he's like, oh, my bad, walks away. And then they make out on the ramp. I was conflicted here. Yeah. So, like. Dean was great in this match. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is great. This so, Dean Malenko has been basically sexually harassing and stalking her. Yep. For also, three, he has a big dick. For three months. So, she stands up for herself. Tells her friends to stay back. I'm going to take care of it myself. So then her friend comes out and rewards her by immediately sexually harassing her and and kissing her. Luckily, in this instance, it had a happy ending because she decided one bit of sexual harassment is at least good for another one. So she goes and then like... (laughs) I'm in in for this one. What a lawler. She swallowed him whole. (laughs) It's iconic. I remember this. Oh, yeah. Because this is them officially, like, acknowledging they've been dating for, like, a year. <laughs> Which is, like, it's because nowadays, like, everybody, they acknowledge every relationship in WWE. <sighs> they didn't do that forever. Mm. This was weird. Just Savage and Liz, pretty much. Yeah. You know? Like, and then, this was weird at the time. Because they never really referenced the Triple H's dating China. They were just they're in just, a group. They were yeah, close they were, friends. They never really referenced it. Yeah, they never did. Triple H found her at the gym. I was like, that's what the yeah. hell they referenced. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Triple H, he's in the parking lot still waiting with Stephanie as a limo shows up and Trish comes out the top of the window. So Stephanie climbs the limo. This was so fucking great, And dude. tries to attack Trish as then has, uh, Regal pulls Trish out of the uh, limo and they run off as Triple H is holding her back as Triple H actually he's, breaks. He breaks right before they go to commercial. He he's starts like, laughing. He's like, just you, you have her later. Just wait. And he just like... Breaks. I'm yeah. like, Triple H, Corey, also thinks crazy chicks. Yes, he does. <laughs> Stephanie was so good here. This was fucking fantastic. Was I rewound it. I loved the fact that he breaks. He broke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, this, he's like, just wait. Come it's on. It's not very of her. Uh, we're going to recap a SmackDown of Angle Big trying to break the Rock's angle. As earlier today, Kevin Kelly sat down with The Rock. I lo- I gotta say, I, I like this promo. Angle. With Angle, sorry, with Angle. I like this promo. Uh, this was really good. Angle says that, uh, yeah, he is jealous of The Rock. Angle worked out for years for the Olympics, representing America, show up to the WF, and he gets booed. Rock didn't get to represent his uh, country, but he gets a standing ovation. My favorite part of this is where he's like, who are you rooting for, Kevin yep. Kelly? Yep. Um, you don't have to say anything. Your face says it all. Kurt <laughs> I was Angle, like, God damn. Kurt Angle is everything the Rock is. It kind, courteous. Uh, Angle asks Kelly, "Who? Uh, how's the people? Hey, how's the people champion treats you?" Yeah. He said, "Has your son he asked him? Her. Has your son asked you what a Hermie means? <laughs> uh, did your wife like it when he had you pick your nose?" Angle is going to prove to everyone in this company that it's wrong, that they're the company's wrong, and. It won't be Rock and Austin at Mania. I, that was powerful, and I will. Uh, I will also say that prayer again proves my point that Hulk Hogan is only number two when it comes to baby faces in WWE that are complete and utter fucking assholes. Yep. As the Rock is far and away number one. As Angle is going to show that he's more athletic, deserving, and he's going to win the people over at No Way Out, and Rock stays at being top or numbered. You know, remind me of a lot, and I think they there were some words that were used here specifically for this purpose. It reminded me of when The Rock cut that promo on the people, where he was like, "You know, I busted my ass, and all I got was die, Rocky die, die. Rocky die." This was essentially Angle's version of that. Yeah, you know, like I busted my ass in Olympics, and you booed me for what? For being a dedicated athlete? Fuck you! Yeah, he's not wrong. Everything he said was dead on. It's it what, was great. It's like what Corey said. Like, I love this part because I love the fact that Angle's the heel and he's talking to the announcers like, hey, who do you, like, what you said, who are you rooting for? The guy that's been picking on you, calling you names, embarrassing you in front of your family on a or weekly basis. Olympic gold medalist. Olympic he's just trying to prove he's the best. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Angle's so good. Uh, However, nothing wrong with the promo. 
but because of the state of the of the wrestling that we were in in 2001, after this promo, you don't see him again until the pay per view. This was, I mean, this was a walk off. This yep. was a, this is the last thing you need to see or hear from Kurt Angle until yep. you put money down. But instead, he's going to wrestle later. And then there's a whole SmackDown, and then mm-hmm. it's just like, God damn it! Yep. This was so money. Like that sold the match. Yep. Yeah. The Rock can do the rest of it. You can yep. let The Rock be The Rock. He can do the rest of it. Yep. Angle did his part. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage with Miss Kitty going to APA. She tells them they want to get <laughs> naked, and they, they Bradshaw like, I know a place. Let's this, go. This is great. <laughs> this is really good. So we go. We're ha- we're going off site, and we'll come back to that later. We go backstage with Michael Cole and uh, Chris. Thank you with Chris Jericho as a. Uh, it's going to be Mitchell, X- first of all. Mitchell. As it's going to be X-Pac and Eddie Guerrero with Chris Jericho as the special guest referee. Jericho says that Vince has decided to play it safe, and maybe if Vince did it the night Stephanie was conceived, the world might be in a better place. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's nothing if not consistent. That was a great line, but I also liked it earlier. He's like, after like 9,255 straight run-ins during my match, Vince has decided... <laughs> Do we need a we need a complete finish here. Yep. Uh, Jericho says uh, everyone hates him. Uh, this part was stupid. So he's going to wear a he hate me jersey instead of a rough shirt to promote what the XFL. The I mean it was a big deal back then when it happened. It was a I mean that fucking thing was everywhere. Now you're just like what? He had he hate me on his back. Not mm-hmm. to mention by week three, it was already over. Like. With yeah. the people, they decided this thing sucks and we don't want it. I saw that jersey uh, at a mall maybe a year ago. Like you can get it on those websites that have like, like the Al Bundy or yeah. the Fresh Prince or well, um, they have them in stores. Yeah, that too. Or yeah. actual malls that aren't in Springfield, Oregon. What? Uh, let's go to our next matches. It's X Pac versus Whoa. Uh, X Pac <laughs> versus uh, Eddie Guerrero <laughs> with Chris Jericho as special guest referee. X-Pac gets caught on the second turnbuckle, and Eddie jumps over the top rope and slams X-Pac into the mat. Jericho is doing fast counts or slow counts or no counts at all. Well, he's doing fast counts for X-Pac. Yeah. And slow ones for Eddie, or no counts for Eddie. There it is. Eddie uh, has X-Pac in the stretch, but Eddie wouldn't listen, so Jericho pulls him off, and they get into a shoving match. Eddie goes to the top rope, but X-Pac drop kicks him off, and uh, Eddie hangs on. Um... X-Pac with a superplex. X-Pac hits the Bronco Buster, uh, but then Jericho yanks him off Eddie. X-Pac uh, suplexes Eddie over the top rope uh, to the outside. X-Pac slaps Jericho in the back of the head, and Jericho beats him up. Uh, then Justin Credible runs in X-Pac, and Credible beat up Jericho. Eddie runs in to attack Credible and X-Pac. Uh, then uh, Jericho and Eddie get into it. Jericho hits the bulldog in the lion's salt as Jericho's on the stage. Chris Benoit comes out and DDTs Jericho on the stage. Fuck you. <sighs> I got a bone to pick with Jericho in this match. What he did was fine. Mm-hmm. Like his interaction with everybody. They didn't give him an earpiece. So he kept having to obviously look at the timekeeper for cues mm-hmm. and it bugged me every time I was like come on man wear an piece or be better at getting time cues but you just like what are we doing and then I was like oh come on Chris you're, you've been doing this way too long you're better at this uh, we go off site as APA took Miss Kitty to a strip joint deja vu um, backstage, Edge and, Edge and Chris are telling the, uh, telling guy to go tell him uh, what they said. Don't worry about the bike. As then we see Edge says that the Dudley uh, or wanting the Dudley boys in the parking lot, and then all of a sudden we see the Dudley boys headed to the parking lot. Uh, then we see the guy that Edge and Christian were talking to running, knocking on Taker's door, saying, "Hey, the Dudleys messed up your bike. You best not be fucking with me, boy. I'm not. I'm not." Uh, Dudley show up asking where they're at, where are they at as they're looking for Edge and Christian, and they're by a destroyed Undertaker bike. As an Undertaker shows up and goes, well, you guys messed up my bike, we're going to brawl. Uh, by destroy, they carefully took four pieces off and laid them also jelly next to the bike. They, they can just fix it back up. Uh, Kane shows oh. up, uh, but then Edge and Christian attack Kane, hit him with a concerto, 
as everybody is laid out but Edge and Christian. I gotta say, even though it's like I like this spot, it's just that fun. It's just like the one thing I'm gonna pick at is like, hey Dudley boys, where are your d- d- dumbasses at? And then like all of a sudden we cut to them like, oh you want you want us? Here we come. It's like, how do you know they're in the parking lot? But I did like this. I did like this this whole spot. It was, I thought it was cool. It's a quick way to add heat something to yeah. this match, which it needed. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just because it's, it's just a thrown. It's just it's another Dudley's Edge and Christian match, and you just threw Taker and Kane in, which is weird. Yeah. I really thought you'd get a Taker Kane against Rikishi and Haku. You would think, but. Uh, we go backstage with Stephanie, still wanting to get her hands on Trish. And Triple H's like, hey, just get ready for the match. We're, we're, we got a match with them later. But Steph's like, uh, I'm, she leaves and she tells H that she's going out to get some air. But really, Stephanie is just going to the ring. As she says, things have, uh, plans have changed. As Vince is not here, Stephanie's in charge. So tonight's main event was going to happen next, but that will have to wait. The, uh, Tag team with Rock and Austin and Angle and uh, Benoit. Uh, Stephanie shows the video from SmackDown of Vince visiting Linda. Uh, Stephanie says that it, her and her father worked hard to put Linda in her place, and there should be only be one dominant female in the WF, and that person is not Trish. Stephanie shows what uh, she did to Austin last week, slapping him. Stephanie says that she's in control and Triple H isn't ready, so Stephanie's ready now. So it's going to be a one-on-one match tonight with Trish. What's going to happen right now? Then Stone Cold comes out looking pissed. As Austin just tells uh, Stephanie, thank you for showing the clip of her slapping him. Austin says, well, I can't touch your husband. And Austin thought about giving uh, giving her a present. So Austin stuns Stephanie. She's pretty good stunner, too. She did. Triple H runs down, and he's just... Losing it as Austin just walks away with a smirk on his face. Again, another I think another good good spot here tonight of like, you know, she has something to do, but she shows what she did last week. Repercussions come in play, and again, it's that it's that it, in this time frame, it's again that part of. Other than Shane and Vince, the women don't get beat up by men that much and she took a nice stunner they've done a good job of finding different things each week to continue to build the Stone Cold in Austin I agree and Triple H without them touching this was effective and when it happened I was kind of like god how did this not happen earlier it's so obvious yeah but Right, it's Monday and it's the go go home show. So we got how can we? Because I actually I think this is the first person to touch her that isn't Triple H accidentally hitting or her. angle on accidentally. But I mean, like accidentally like hitting a, her, like a like a physical like harm. Yes, besides the kidnapping by Taker. No, no. Rock's giving her rock bottom. Oh before. yes, he has. He has. Uh, we get a recap. Well, she was of asking what, for it then, though. Yeah, we get a recap of what just happened. Gold digger after those seven bucks. Oh, they fucked up. Yep. Uh, we gotta re- we go we recap what just happened. We go backstage with the doctor checking on Stephanie as Triple H is losing it. Trish says that the match is over and hopefully she remembers the. Uh, we see Trish and she says, uh, "Hopefully she remembers the pain because this will happen to her at the pay per view." As Regal tells her, it's time to go back to the hotel. Uh, our next match is the Hardy Boys versus Rikishi and uh, <laughs> my. <laughs> I'm sorry, my uh, notes changed it to bad man. Um, <laughs> Haku. Uh, why do that? Uh, Matt jumps off the top rope and lands on uh, Haku. Jeff jumps off the barricade onto Rikishi. Hardy hit poetry in motion on Rikishi. They try to do it on Haku, but Haku catches Jeff and throws him to the outside. Jeff with a corkscrew moonsault on Haku. Matt hits the twist of fate in Rikishi, on Rikishi, and Jeff hits the swanton, but Haku breaks it up with what? A headbutt. And then Rikishi uh, makes the cover for the win off the headbutt. Uh, Haku puts uh, Hardy's, both Hardys in the tongue and death grip, and then uh, they both beat him down. 
We go to the strip joint with the cat about to strip until the RTC comes out, attack APA, and they kidnap Miss Kitty. Uh, we go to commentary as Al Snow comes out with a cake and a commissioner pin saying vote for him to be commissioner. We get highlights of SmackDown of the hardcore match that was just chaos. Uh, but our next hardcore match will be Raven versus Crash Holly. They fight to the back. They get thrown in. Uh, Raven gets thrown into a sewage water or something. Ugh, it was gross, something. Gross, dude. Um, Crash does a crossbody off a fork left into the sewage. Ra- Holly puts Raven on a cart and shoves him to a pile of pipes. Uh, Raven throws Holly uh, into a pile of stuff. Raven's going to leave, but then the big show shows up. Sh- well, well. Shove both men into a door. Raven's ninja hits Big Show in the knee with a 2x4. Raven the ninja try to leave, but then the Hollies get into the car that are with them. And then the Raven uh, gets the Hollies out of the car and drives off with his ninja. We go backstage with Triple H having Stephanie leave the ring, uh, the arena, as she tells him, hey, don't touch him. Six more days. Don't touch him. Uh, we get a promo by RTC as they have Miss Kitty with them now. Uh, they don't like the fans embracing her moral, uh, her moral value, value uh, moral ways, as I said. They should be, uh, they should be with the RTC fighting the good fight. Um, what she does is unacceptable. Richard says that they they will be her judge and jury. As Jerry says, uh, and then Jerry Lawler's like, I've had enough, and leaves the announce table to stop one. Stephen Richards Lawler says that he's here to see her get naked, and she were, and he would fight for her to get naked. Then Richards challenges Lawler to a match at No Way Out, and Lawler can pick any member of the RTC to fight. If Lawler wins, she gets naked. If RTC wins, she belongs to RTC. And let's ask Miss Kitty. She accepts. Lawler, who are you going to pick? He picks Stephen Richards, which would be the pick. I, I thought, why don't... Why don't you pick Ivory? If you pick anyone, right? Let's pick Ivory. Um, then Lawler punches Richards. Then we see at WF New York, Taz. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So my only issue with that was that Steven Richards challenged the match. Mm-hmm. It should have been Lawler. Mm-hmm. Yep. They should have fucked it around. Flip it. Uh, we see at WF New York, Taz, they're signing new, the WF Volume 5 CDs. Why is Taz signing them? Pretty yeah. sure his music isn't on there. Songwriter. Producer. He's a songwriter. Uh, He's a mixer. He mixed it. We're going to recap our earlier tonight's Jeez. Angle interview. As then we go to Michael Cole with The Rock. Uh, it was the people that made The Rock the people's champion. Rock isn't the isn't the biggest gold-winning medalist bitch on God's green earth. Uh, Rock mocks Angle with why no one likes him. Uh, Rock will be beating Angle at No Way Out and going to WrestleMania as champion. I don't think also he wants a gold medal a bitch. I don't I don't know if that works. <laughs> right? Gotta be honest. We go back we go our next match in our main event Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold and The Rock. What? Uh Triple H comes out, joins commentary. Lawler has to uh hold I like this part. Austin makes his entrance. Lawler has to hold Triple H back because Austin decides to not do the four corners, but walk around and just stand in front of Triple H. <laughs> Austin walks by Triple H and puts a beer on the announce table. Uh, Lawler, could you tell uh, Lawler? Hey, can you tell us what you were thinking when Austin uh, stunned Stephanie? And I think Jared's like, uh, "Don't ask him that. I don't know why you would ask him that. Don't ask him that." Jeez, how about that? Um, Austin stomps a mud hole in Benoit in the corner. Lawler uh, saying, hey, this is Austin showing you that he's a better wrestler and a better brawler. Austin gives Angle a a hell of a clothesline and throws him to the outside. Rock slams Angle's head on the announce table and then to look at Triple H to make him mad. Rock with a Samoan drop on Angle. Austin puts Benoit on an abdominal stretch and grabs the ropes as he smiles at Triple H. Angle with a belly-to-belly suplex on Austin. Austin head is hanging on the apron. Angle puts in uh, puts in some cheap shots. I love this spot because he's cheating, right? But then the camera cuts to Triple H, and he gets one of the biggest grins just watching Austin get beat up. Mm-hmm. I love this. Uh, then they fight to the outside. Um, Angle throws uh, Austin throws Angle 
towards Triple H. Benoit puts Rock in the crossface, but Austin breaks it up. Benoit hits The Rock with three German suplexes, but he, then he misses the flying headbutt. Austin hits Benoit with the Luthez press. Austin hits the stunner on angle, but Triple H pulls the ref out. Triple H gets on the apron and uh, flips Austin off. Angle gets face-to-face with Triple H, but Benoit goes to hit Austin with the belt, but Austin moves out of the way. Austin throws Benoit into the rock for a rock bottom for the win. Both Austin, both Austin and Rock have their moment with the title as Austin picks it up and then throws it to uh, Triple H, uh, to the Rock for him to pose with it. Then we end it with a stare down of Rock staring down Angle and Austin staring down Triple H as they're face to face. And I gotta say, they cut a wide shot and it's like uh, it's Angle on the outside and Rock on the top left corner of ca- hard camera and then they're face to face. I thought that was a fantastic shot. I was just like, all right, you sold me. Like, this is the mat. These are the two main matches at the upcoming pay-per-view. Let's go. They're making very few mistakes on the road to Mania. This was well shot. It was well executed. It was well produced. Mm -hmm. I will say that in my my own opinion, you need to do something with Benoit. It's it's almost unfair at this stage. You just you stick him in here with all these guys, and he belongs. Yeah, he goes, but then you're he's just right back down to Intercontinental but title level. Earlier in the night, something important. But earlier in the night, he DDTs. Yeah, uh, he's he's just good to be a surrogate because Triple H can't be in the match, and it sucks because he's he's clearly belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, do more. So I think it would have been interesting if they actually had Triple H at Angle, and then if. Also, Triple H tagged in while the other one was in there. You can't wrestle. You can't wrestle. Yep. Would have been cool. Would have been interesting. Uh, better show. Raw. 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 I agree. Uh, let's check the ratings. Um, last week, WCW got a 2.5. Or WF got a 4.75. This week, WCW stayed at a 2.05. While WF went to a 4.8. So I mean, they're building the main hit. They should get bigger. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start it off with best match. I'm going to the main event for Raw. Yeah, me too. That was really good. I was uh, Moore versus Noble. That was good too. That was good too. Uh, Yak match of the night. Lita versus Dean. That sucked. I'm going, I'm sorry, but I'm going the Storm versus Hugh Morris. Yeah, I was going to say the Hugh Morris match. Who is your MVP? Stephanie McMahon for me. I enjoyed there everything a, she did this week. There was a lot of people. She was really good. Not a bad try. I got to go Kurt Angle. That was so money. Mm-hmm. That promo and then the match was really like, good. Like, per- personally to me, you had four options. Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris. It's franchise, um, even though it was on TV. Franchise, not on TV. Uh, Steph, Triple H, Austin, and Angle. And Hugh Morris. And Hugh Morris. Uh, I'm going Kurt Angle. Always Hugh Morris. Always. Uh, who's your motive? Lash LaRue. Yeah, yeah Lash it's going to be Lash. Jesus how could, Christ. How could it not be Lash LaRue? Right, Lash LaRue it is. Uh, WTF. Lashley, <laughs> boy, they're really mine's. They they really. I'm sold for this pay per view. Yeah, it's almost to me. It's like yeah, I'm sold. But it's almost in danger of overselling. It's like you almost don't even need to have SmackDown. It's like it's everything's like for perfect. Them, I would have. I would be tempted to just have a boring, non-eventful SmackDown. Because like I mean, everything at the end of this RAW, everything was like. Perfect. Where it needed to be, like, let's go, and you've still got two hours of TV. So let, I'm intrigued to see what uh, I would focus heavily on the undercard on SmackDown. Is what I would focus on. Yeah, or even people who aren't going to be on the show. You don't need. You don't need to see the four main ones really do anything because that was picture perfect at the end of Raw. Yeah. Was, you don't need to do anything. Just the more. camera shot and everything like that, and like the shot, like I said, the shots of like Triple H grinning. It's just like okay. like these are two Mania matches. Yes, they should be. Well, wrong. I mean, yeah. if it was two nights back then, this would be night one and two. Yeah, agreed. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no yeah. complaints there. 
Probably be we Austin Triple H's first night and then Rock, Rock Angle. Austin, Rock uh, Angle from second night. Yeah. But I, I'm all for that. <laughs> um, my uh, WTF is the uh, Lash LaRue beatdown. <laughs> just, not beca- just because it's like, Lash, how many times do they have to ask you? <laughs> and you just do some Southern l- language and rub your sideburns and go, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, and then pose. Ricky Martin? Banana Foster. Wee oui, wee, oui, Ricky Martin. Thank you. So, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories as we're moving on to the Midweek War Stories, which we will mark out no so for No Way Out. 2001. Thank you. You can go to no entertainment.com. That's right, no entertainment.com, where you can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do. For you, you can find us on the social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at NoSellENT or NoSellEntertainment, like our website. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Baby. Bubba. There we go. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.